0: my excellent friend
1: do you know a most excellent movie i haven't seen but totally should have seen
0: well perhaps you can ask him huh tyler j thornton i'm here to help you with your podcast
1: what Whoa! strange things are foot that we could make this work probably network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Hit, the podcast where I, Tyler Thornton, watch movies I've never seen before but probably should, with guests who love them. Today, my guest is someone else from the probably we can. I, I want to call it the wrong thing. We should probably change the name. <laughs> <laughs> that we can make this work probably not work. It's Troy, or better it's known me. as Portal
0: Power, <laughs> which is also me. Yeah. Uh,
1: I call it probably
0: work all the time because that's what the twitter yeah. handle is yeah and we should just change it at that it's so much easier <laughs> Eh, they both work i like them both i like, like
1: we can make this work probably because i like the parenthetical it makes me so happy every time i, I see it <laughs> well the weird thing is anchor it's too long with the parentheses in there so you can only make it we can make this work probably no parentheses around the probably it's really annoying that's it's it's, it's not quite right yeah, I mean, it still works the same for like search engine optimization and um, iTunes. I don't know about other podcast app, but iTunes will pretty much only shows we can make, and it's like dot dot dot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it mostly doesn't matter, I guess.
0: I don't know. Maybe it should be probably work then. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll, anyway. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> <laughs> We're already off topic. Yes. I think that's the fastest I've seen a show go off topic. I'm pleased. (laughs) So yeah, what movie are we gonna watch or have we already watched? That that's the one. We already saw it. Oh man. Well, I've seen this movie my
0: whole life. Um, whole but I just finished watching it again my whole life. Yeah, I've been watching this movie like as long as I can remember. This is like one of the earliest movies I remember seeing, which is probably not appropriate for little Troy to have seen this movie <laughs> and have it be one of the earliest movies he remembers. Uh, we, we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love this movie. Are you still doing the
1: like what you thought the movie was going to be thing? I was going to. I more or less knew what the movie was going to be about. Um, I've seen like bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's basically Doctor Whoish. So they time travel with a phone booth, and I didn't really know why they were doing it, but um, yeah, I knew the whole they were going back in time to get historical figures, and then they somehow create a utopian society, even though they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't really write much of a prediction for this one because I kind of knew the concept.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I, I learned something today looking this movie. up. You mentioned it's Doctor Whoish. ish mm-hmm. uh, Apparently, this may be something that's more suited for later, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the original version of the script, they, the time machine was not a phone booth. It was a Chevy van, and then they changed it because they were worried that that was too similar to Back to the Future. So they changed it to a phone booth, which is exactly what it is in doctor who That's, yeah. you did a
1: bad job trying to be original <laughs> i i always assumed that they did that on purpose like it was supposed to be like a mm-hmm. you know like oh hey yeah doctor who's a thing because when this movie came out was doctor who even airing at the time because i know there was like a big break
0: mm, i think
1: this would have been the start of the dark times when there was no doctor who Yeah, so I figured they were just fans, but then I saw that and I was like, no, they were just idiots. (laughs) But brilliant idiots, maybe. So when was the last time you saw it before watching it for this? Probably
0: like three or four years ago. It's not a movie I watch all the time because I watched it so much when I was a kid that like there are big portions of it that I just know I can I, like I can quote <laughs> along with the movie. But it's one that's like, I'm not feeling super great and I want to watch something, but not something that I really have to think about. This is the kind of movie I like to put on. You know, just something I, I can zone out and chuckle along to. Mm-hmm.
1: So I took a bunch of screenshots and I i am about to send you one on Discord if I can find it. <laughs> So yeah, I just have on one of my screens, I have a bunch of screenshots open and the top one is just this picture of Bill and Ted, mouths open, like laughing. And at the bottom, it says 69, dudes.
0: (laughs) 69, dudes. Again, maybe not the movie Troy should remember watching when he was like six years old, but whatever. I didn't know what that meant for the longest time. And then, you know, when I I heard someone define what that number means in, you know, in the dirty way, I was like, oh, that's why they were doing it in Bill and Ted. Now it makes sense. It all falls into place.
1: Yeah, Back then, you were like they're just gonna go get 69 dudes from the past like yeah <laughs> I,
0: I quote that quoted this movie a lot when i was a kid and like i definitely sometime when i was like seven or eight probably said 69 dudes <laughs> to like an adult who was like what the why is this small child talking yeah funny. Mm. yeah i uh i had a brother who was seven years older than me and way into like rock and roll mm-hmm. and uh and so i kind of inherited this movie from him when i was pretty young
1: uh, so this movie actually came out the year you were born that's so, true yeah do ted is 30 years old actually i think it's not quite i think i'm slightly older than bill and ted it came out february 17th 1989 so you're a little older yeah not much I'm like three weeks older than it yeah do you know like the people behind the movie, like anything about its creation or anything?
0: Not really. I did just find out that there is a fantastic Bill & Ted website that... I think is official. I think I found that same one. <laughs> it's like the best unofficial or official, whichever it is, whether it's official or not, it's like the best website for a movie ever is bill and Ted.org. And it has a bunch of stuff about like the behind the scenes and making of the movie and stuff, but
1: I didn't get a chance to go through it very thoroughly. And it has like a good summary of the movie. So if we end up doing a bad job, you can just go to bill and Ted.org and read about it. That's true.
0: Uh, I guess, speaking of, should we, should we do a summary? Can I summarize the movie?
1: Sure. Go for it. All
0: right. All right. So, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is the story about how George Carlin has to come back from an idyllic future to help two, like, stoner rock and roll kids in the 80s to complete a history report so that they don't get separated because in the future they form a band and save the world with their awesome music. Uh, so to pass their history report, they travel through time and kidnap a bunch of historical figures <laughs> and take them to San Dimas 1988, a- 89, I think it's 88, 88 in the movie. 88, yep. Uh, and, uh, have the historical figures hang out in California for a little bit and then go talk about it at their, their history report. And it's like, yeah. I, I that's pretty much it. And then at the end, they, uh, they, they get the babes and they start to form their band and they're still terrible at
1: playing music. <laughs> so yeah, at the beginning, um, do, 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 when they're in the garage, uh, like, mm-hmm. first shot in the garage, I thought it's really weird. They're both playing guitar awfully. And they're talking about like in order for them to like make <laughs> it big, um, they need to get Eddie Van Halen on guitar. And I'm like, but then you'll just have three people playing guitar. Like, I do not believe we can get Eddie Van Halen until we have a triumphant music video. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't have a triumphant music video until we have good instruments. And what's
0: the point of having good instruments until we learn how to play? <laughs> I love the circular logic. I, I feel like I remember more times of them doing that kind of circular logic, but I think it's just pretty much in that scene at uh, in this movie so i think maybe in the sequel there's another sequence of them kind of
1: arguing in a circle like that it kind of makes sense because it's like a time travel movie so like later on they have like that same kind of logic and it actually works to solve their problems that's true it is the circular logic connects with the time travel i had not thought of that at all i don't know if that's on purpose or they just got lucky again like making an homage to uh, doctor who I can't. It just blew my mind when I read that. How did you not know? Shame. Shame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know about Doctor Who back in 1989 because I was a fetus. <laughs> I guess you get a pass then. Uh, so yeah, what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie? Oh
0: man, that's that's an unfair question because all of them. I, <laughs> just, I just say them all. Just, like it has just constant like wonderful dumb jokes that like. I thought were hilarious as a kid and I still think they're funny now. So like the next scene is they realize they're late. So they got to go to school. They're in their high school history class and they're completely going to fail uh, class. And so it cuts the school and the teacher's looking at, at Bill uh, and he's like trying to think of an answer to something. And he thinks for a second <laughs> and he goes, he's dead. <laughs> and the teacher goes, so, Bill, what you're telling me is that Napoleon is a short dead dude. <laughs> like, yeah it's so good and then later he's talking to him one-on-one about how they're going to fail their report they've got no chance of passing uh and then he's like it seems to me the only thing you've learned in this class is that caesar is a salad dressing dude which again it's it's, it's the dumbest and it's the best and like i think what i love about about the historical stuff in this is it made me not be that dumb i mean i don't think i would have been that dumb by the time i got to high school but it made me as like a six-year-old be like well if caesar's not a salad dressing dude (laughs) then who is he because I think I think at six, when I when I probably saw this movie for the first time, I was about as aware of history as Bill
1: and Ted are in this movie. So like I learned history along with them. Um, have you ever seen the animated series, or did you know there was an animated series? I did know there was an animated series, which I'm really hoping we cover over on on my cartoons podcast at some point. Go ahead and plug that while you're mentioning it.
0: Sure. Uh, me and my friend MC have a podcast called the best animated shows ever dot, dot, dot so far in which we're, uh, reviewing and ranking every animated show ever eventually. Uh, So eventually we'll cover Bill and Ted. We have to, because we're covering every animated show ever, but it might take us a while to get there. But yeah, I've seen, I think it was on Hulu at some point, I believe back when I was living in a household where uh, we kind of did Bill and Ted lifestyle. So... (laughs) <laughs> we found bill and ted the cartoon on hulu and we're like heck yeah and i don't know i could have watched the whole thing i might
1: have only seen one or two episodes but i only remember one or two episodes if you're truly living a bill and ted lifestyle you would have not said heck yeah you would have said excellent, excellent. that's that's a very good point point. and then when we found out that it got taken off
0: of hulu there would only be one appropriate response which would be Bogus.
1: I was gonna say most heinous.
0: Or most he- <laughs> most heinous, that's true too.
1: So there's two responses. I guess yes, both of those would have been appropriate. So is it actually is it just like an entertaining show? Because I could see you totally doing like Carmen San Diego do a geography, like they could have done with like historical people like teach you things without you knowing you're learning things. That's kind of what I remember of it. Yeah, is it, I don't remember it being very good. I'll be
0: honest. I don't remember it being a great show. Uh but yeah it, it, my memory is that it was basically uh yeah Bill and Ted just doing more of this movie traveling through time but i think that they were uh basically each episode was a time period and i think there was always a music act i think they like had a song for each time period they went to but like i said <laughs> this was a few years ago and i i, I was i was even not doing total life so i might be misrem- <laughs>
1: I know Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter reprised their characters in that, which is surprising. Like, normally when you make a movie and they make a cartoon based on it, you just get some really cheap people to do the voices. Weird. I did not know that that
0: was them. I had no idea. So one weird thing about this this movie, so this is jumping ahead, but they're they're currently making a Bill & Ted 3. However, my brother insists... That there is already a third Bill and Ted movie. Is it Biodome? (laughs) It could be Biodome that he's thinking of. Um, no, it's, uh, I'm I'm actually just, I'm Googling because I I think I saw that somewhere that
1: Biodome was
0: like started as a Bill and Ted.
1: Yeah. The rumor is that Biodome was created from the unused script for Bill and Ted three, but I've never seen Biodome. So I don't know anything about it. Interesting. Does it have Paulie Shore in it? Yes, it does. Okay. And and one of the lesser Baldwins. Oh, hey, buddy. That's all I know about Polly Shore. That that was a pretty good Polly Shore.
0: Oh, my gosh. My brother might not have been totally crazy. So what he always told me was he always told me that there was a third Bill and Ted movie. Which had, like, Bill and Ted weren't on track to be the Wild Stallions anymore. They'd, like, broken up and, like, Ted was working at a grocery store. And Rufus comes back and he's like, dude, what are you guys doing? You're supposed to be the band. What's going on? and had to like help them get back together and he told me about this and said but it was weird because it didn't have any of the actors from the movie in it well it turns out i just did some quick wiki searching because for some reason in the 30 years that i've been alive i've never thought to look online for this information before and in 1992 there was a tv series that was seven episodes long that was bill and ted's excellent adventures (laughs) a live-action TV series with different actors as Bill, Ted, and Rufus. I had no idea this existed. Me either. I'm going to have to go find it and watch every single episode. Yeah, that's interesting. That just broke my
1: brain a little bit. Yeah, so there's a legitimately, there's a third film-ish TV series, I guess. Whatever. Weird. So I was going to ask you, but I think we'll wait until a little later, um, what you would like to see in a... Third movie. We'll just do some little sizzle okay. later. Okay. Yeah. yeah can... And you have time to like think of your perfect movie. Hmm. Okay.
0: I will tell you that I will tell you now. My answer is
1: corrupted, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to know what I thought about the movie?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> I was gonna keep going through a summary, but I've made it like two minutes into the movie so far, so that probably doesn't work. So, yeah. What do you think? Tell me about it.
1: Um. So I thought it. I thought it was pretty good, but um. Mm -hmm. i liked it i thought it was funny and i just kind of i don't know i was expecting way more george carlin for one thing like he's in like three scenes yeah he's barely there at all yeah and it's really weird because um so this is like slightly further we're doing the weirdest summary somehow (laughs) because like there's no way for me to talk about this without talking about a scene in the movie go for it um yeah so the scene where it's, it's a time they're travel at a Circle K and um, when they first meet George Carlin's character, Rufus, and mm-hmm. then they meet their future selves, mm-hmm. their future selves are like, yeah, trust this man, Rufus. He knows what he's talking about. He's a good dude. But they have talked to him no more than they had talked to him at, like right then as their past selves.
0: Uh, well, they go with it because they, they Rufus hasn't taken them to travel through time yet. So they hung out with yeah. him for like you know, five more minutes to go pop into France and pop back. But I guess that's not enough to really be like, trust this dude, Rufus, he knows what he's talking. I mean, he proved that he does, in fact, take them through time, I guess. But that's about it. Yeah,
1: he doesn't prove that he's a good guy. He's because then he's just like, all right, here's a time machine. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, I
0: do have to say one of dog, don't jingle. I'm recording a podcast. (laughs) I have to say. Talking about that scene, one of like forever my favorite lines in any movie is strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Circle K's aren't very prominent here. So when I was growing up, I did not know that Circle K's were real. And then (laughs) I found out that they were real. And every time I see one, I go, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Every single time. I
1: can't help it. Yeah, because I was thinking they just started coming here like a few years ago, like right around the time we moved to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. They bought uh, a brand that was here called Kangaroo. Well, that's a fitting transition. So I didn't know anything about like Circle K being a company before. I'm just like, oh, Kangaroo's just changing their name to something shorter. But yeah, so Circle K is a thing. Oh, yeah. So I was telling you what I thought about the movie. So I thought it was pretty good. It was really funny. But there were a lot of things that were, like, really outdated jokes that would not fly now. You know, like, um, we'll get to this later. There's a homophobic slur in here. I know, that's, 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 like, yeah. That
0: line makes me sad. I'm like, aw, I wish this movie didn't have that in it.
1: Yeah, they should release, like, a new edit where they just remove that, like, couple of seconds. yeah. I like had to rewind it a few times and turn subtitles on to tell that's what they were saying. So I'm (laughs) sure like, did they just say that? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like most people probably wouldn't even notice, but um, Alex Winter at least has like addressed it. And he's like, I cringe every time I watch that.
0: Oh, well that's
1: good. At least that they
0: acknowledge that. Like, and it's, it is one of those things where like, it totally fits with the time. Like these two characters in that time in the eighties would say that. And that doesn't make it, any kind of okay but it is mm-hmm. like it's totally like a time capsule type uh offensiveness where it's like yep that that is a part of our history but it's not good and every time it comes up i'm like oof oof And am like i've got nephews now and I, I was like this is one of those movies that i'm like heck yeah i'm gonna show this to my nephew someday and uh and that line i'm just like oh, but i hate that that's in there yeah Ugh.
1: <laughs> this whole time, I'm still staring at that picture that says 69 dudes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a benefit, I guess, of uh, our video not working, is that you can just stare at that instead. I was scrubbing through the movie earlier, um, before we started, just to kind of refresh myself and
1: have it paused still.
0: So I'm staring at a pause image of Napoleon's face popping out of a swimming pool.
1: And that's what <laughs> I've been looking at the whole time we've been talking. All right. So yeah, you want to start at the beginning? and um, Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we can skip over the garage area, since we already talked about it a little bit.
0: Yeah. So they end up going to the Circle K um, because Bill's dad, who's married to a girl who's only three years older than them, d- decides to try to hook up with his stepmom in his own bedroom and kicks them out of the house, <laughs> which is again, that's one of those things that I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of gross that this is the movie like I could do without it. But at the yeah. same time, like every joke about like your mom is hot though dude is like it makes me laugh every time even though i'm like oh i wish it wasn't in there
1: yeah and there's a line later on where um bill's been talking to sigmund freud and
0: (laughs) he's talking to ted first he like has ted on the couch and freud's going through a whole analysis of him and then ted gets up and he's like whoa and then bill or, or freud gestures
1: at bill and gestures at the couch and Bill goes, no, nah, I'm good. Just a light edible complex. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was trying to say Oedipus complex. And he says like edible complex. It's like what?
0: Such an informative movie because at like six years old, I was like, what's an edible complex? <laughs> yeah, the Bill's mom stuff is awkward, but it is pretty consistently entertaining as well. Yeah. And I
1: feel like it could be much worse.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, is is it's not like it's not offensive, necessarily. It's just weird. But unlike the, the homophobic comment, the movie is playing on the fact that it's weird. Mm-hmm. The, the movie acknowledges that it's kind of gross. And I think that makes that makes it less offensive, a little more a little more entertaining. So they end up going to Circle K to get dinner. His dad gives them money for dinner, and they go to the Circle K. Yeah. Which is, like, gross, but also, like, a perfect description of the characters of Bill and Ted. Like, of course that's where they go to get dinner. (laughs) When they are eating on someone else's dime, heck yeah, man, we'll go to the Circle K.
1: Yeah, and so they're just asking, like, random people walking by, (laughs) like, history questions. They're like, hey, do you know when Genghis Khan conquered Mongolia? And the person, <laughs> like this woman, old lady is just like, no.
0: Essentially, thing goes, I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, like that's one of those lines that I love because it's so nonsensical that that's her response. It's, I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> what, what does that have to do with the Mongols conquering China? But whatever. It's great. And then while they're sitting there, lightning starts flashing and the phone booth appears, which is where you get strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And uh, George Carlin emerges. Uh, like, <laughs> rocker dad George Carlin <laughs> with his goatee and leather coat talking about how uh, he's here to help them with their history report.
1: Does he tell them about the future at that point? Like, how the entire future is based on their music? Um, I don't think so. Maybe they just find that out at the end.
0: Yeah, because they... he he's just, he's just helping them out, as far as they know. And then later they end up in the future and then at the end he's like yeah man that was all because of you guys yeah i don't i don't think he gives them any indication like why he's helping them at the beginning which i guess is hmm i was gonna say that's maybe why they need the future themselves to reassure them but why would they trust him i don't know i don't know it's never occurred to me before i think because i saw this movie so young i just took it for granted that like of course you can trust
1: rufus this guy rufus he knows what he's talking about yeah and then ted doesn't even really trust themselves he's like What if we were lying? Why would we lie to ourselves? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I do. So this is where the 69
0: comes up, because Bill, future Bill and Ted are talking to present Bill and Ted. And uh, in order to determine their validity, they say, if you're really us, what number are you thinking Mm -hmm. of right now?
1: To which they reply, 69, dudes. And then they all four air guitar.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) There's a lot of air guitar. We've skipped over so
1: much air guitar already in this movie. Yeah. There's six air guitars. I counted. Really? Six? I would imagine there would be more than that. Yeah, I would too. And I think they only said excellent once, like, and then air guitar. Because, like, I was going to count how many times do they do excellent in air guitar. And it <laughs> was only that one time. And then the rest are just random air guitaring. That's weird.
0: Yeah. Because I definitely, like, in my head, it's so connected that it's excellent. So. L- l- wait, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. I got to hear your guitar now.
1: (laughs) Nice. I like it. Yours is kind of (laughs) bluesy. So uh, Rufus is telling them that he's going to help them. I think it was Bill asked, like, are you going to call someone and get the answers? (laughs) Which is, I feel like an absurd thing to ask when they just talk to their future selves. Like, shouldn't they get the hint that there's some kind of time travel happening? (laughs) sorry i'm like dying
0: laughing because like no of course they wouldn't because of course they're six man imagine they're (laughs) six-year-olds that's that's the way i'm looking at this movie now uh is yeah like if six-year-old me met like six and a half-year-old me i wouldn't be like clearly time travel i'd be like cool this is neat so uh yeah they ask if they're gonna call someone to get the answers and he's like oh man we're doing more than that and uh dials in a number on the phone and then he says great line gentlemen where history a very threatening line right what does that line mean they're not history they're going to history but they're not history at all well
1: technically they're history right i mean well oh for rufus yeah they exist like 600 700 years in the past and because like at that moment
0: because he is like now intertwined with their timelines he's now himself a part of history yeah whoa
1: okay that line makes sense now (laughs) i still think it's threatening because like when you tell someone their history it's sounds like you're gonna kill them right usually it means you're gonna kill them that's that's usually the, the the explanation that goes along with that but instead he takes them to france
0: he takes them to austria oh excuse me he does take them to
1: austria in 1805 Where the french are invading yeah good call and then napoleon's there and they're not there very long i think basically like french soldiers are about to attack them so they, like, mm-hmm. skedaddle, and somehow Napoleon gets, like, blasted into them from, like, a cannonball or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he sees them, and because of that, he moves where he was standing, which causes him to... If if they hadn't been there, he wouldn't have been in the path of this cannonball at all. Mm-hmm. But because they were there, he saw them, he moved, and then that cannonball caused him to get launched uh, into the, uh, the wake, I suppose, of, of like their the, time machine.
1: Yeah, and the... What do they call it? So the circuits of time or something like that? The circuits of time. Yeah. Maybe the circuits of history. I think they call them both. Oh, uh, I think I have it written down. I think it's circuits of time, but I don't know. We'll, we'll just call them circuits, <laughs> the circuits, the circuits, which, so.
0: uh, now jumping forward in time because this is a time travel movie and Dr. Who that happens to poor Captain Jack has to travel on the outside of the TARDIS and he talks about how awful it is to do to, to, to travel through time uh, without protection, which is what Napoleon had to do. Poor guy. <laughs> which doctor is that? Uh that's David Tennant, the tenth
1: oh, doctor. Okay. Oh, I don't remember that. It's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Doctor Who quite a bit. <laughs> All right. So now we're back at Ted's house. Mm-hmm. Um we skipped over the whole setup of like what Ted's motivation is for getting an A. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> My wife just sneezed like a few rooms away and it was so loud. <laughs> I heard that. I was wondering what it was. That's funny. I'm going to leave it in now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So Ted's dad is threatening to send him to military school in Alaska if he doesn't pass this class. Or yeah. But there are some fan theories I read on Reddit that his dad is bluffing. Oh? Yeah. And that's because, do you remember the name of the academy he's going to? Oates Military Academy? Yeah. I'm glad you remembered it, because I have it written down somewhere in like 20 pages of notes. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to find it quickly. But (laughs) yeah, so he tells Ted that he talked to Colonel Oates this morning, which just totally sounds like a made-up name. Like... You don't get a military academy or, like, base or something named after you while you're alive and in service. Okay, that's true. And also, there's no military academies in Alaska. <laughs> okay, which which Ted says it's in Alaska. Yeah, I mean, his dad never says it's in Alaska, so it could be Ted just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he seems so convinced of it, though, because my dad's sending me to military school. And he goes,
0: where? And he goes, Alaska, Like, he's so sad about it.
1: (laughs) So, yep, that's the fan theory, that his dad's just bluffing.
0: Weird. To what end? Like, just to motivate him? Yeah. His dad does seem like that kind of a jerk. I mean, clearly he is that kind of a jerk, where he's like, this is the way to motivate you to be successful. So,
1: I can buy that, I guess. So, yep, now they're back at Ted's house, and Uh I think his dad threatens him again, and this time he's like, pack your bags, you're leaving tomorrow. (sighs) Which brings me to one of the things about this movie
0: that has always bothered me. So the conversation is that he says, you're not allowed to leave this house again until tomorrow morning. And then later he says, "Uh, when I get back from the station, I want you packed and ready to go. And then when Ted comes outside and talks to Bill after that, he says, my dad already signed me up. My plane leaves tomorrow night. And like, I kid you not, since I was a little kid, it's bothered me where I'm like, how did he know what time his plane leaves? His dad <laughs> never said what time his plane leaves. All he said is that he's, he's not leaving the house until tomorrow and that he wants to have his bags packed. So how does he know that his plane leaves tomorrow night? And this is like, we're talking about fan theories about, about, uh, his dad bluffing. I had my own fan theory about like, well, I guess he thought that if I'm not going to leave the house till tomorrow morning and I know I need to be at the airport a couple hours before the flight, then if i'm not leaving the house until tomorrow morning that must mean that the flight's tomorrow evening at the earliest because <laughs> otherwise if it was in the morning i'd have to leave earlier than that like i literally like would go in circles trying to figure out how he knew that his plane left tomorrow night uh, not realizing that the obvious answer is that, like, a line of dialogue got cut or, or was yeah. just bad writing. But as a little kid, that, like, bothered me so much. How does he know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they did, like, a bunch of weird editing around his dad or something. Because it seems like all of the parts with his dad, like, he said something, then the next scene is Ted telling you additional information, like the Alaska thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where like when did that get communicated? And the Alaska thing, it sounds like I mean Ted's already aware of Oates Military Academy, so that sounds like that's a long-standing threat. So mm-hmm. it could be that he just already knows it's in Alaska. But man, that that my plane leaves tomorrow night. There's no way. There's no way he could know. No way he can know. No way. But as his dad's yelling at him. <laughs> They, he has to get out of the house somehow. So Bill comes up with the best distraction, which is calling him as Deputy Van Halen down at the station. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I'm new. Uh, <laughs> I found your keys because we didn't mention that his dad's complaining that he like lost his keys, that Ted somehow lost his keys.
0: Which he says as if that happens all the time. And I'm like, hey,
1: why are you giving your keys to... To the police station to your child. Yeah, and I don't think Bill and Ted can drive because they're always getting rides from um, Bill's stepmom. Hey, Missy. I mean, Mom, can you get us a <laughs> ride? So, yeah, he's a bad cop. He's a bad cop. Not a dirty cop, just a bad cop. Uh-huh. Just inefficient and Yeah, Ted could have gone and, like, unlocked the cells and released all the criminals. I mean, he could have done that. Or he could have Will do that Mm -hmm. then. Exactly. We could have a real Arkham City situation here. (laughs) I just imagine Ted going, I'm locked in here with you. Except for that's
0: not even Batman. Yeah, That's (laughs) That's Rorschach. Shame on me. (laughs) I've always felt like that's a Batman line. It just seems to be a Batman line. But it's not. It's Rorschach. Shame on me. Shame.
1: Um, so, yeah, they're at Ted's house. Napoleon's hanging in a tree. And when they, like, appear, they scare off this uh, orange tabby cat, which means... Oh! It's cat time. Look, there's a cat. Yeah, I got a cat. Um, yeah, the segment where I get to tell you a cat story, unless you have a cat, and then I'll let you, like, you got a cat story, I'll let you do a cat story if you want.
0: Um, uh, I've had cats, but I'm not really a cat person, so... <sighs> I don't. I don't really have a lot of good cat stories. We had a cat that looked like a Terminator. That's kind of cool. It's not like a full-on story. It's actually really sad. She was abused as a kitten, uh, and and somebody found her, uh, caught caught some like, uh, terrible terrible boys like torturing a kitten by dunking its head underwater and like shoved them away and rescued the cat and then it ended up living with my family, um, but whether it was due to that abuse or she was just born that way. Uh, or he, I think all cats are girls, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> one of his eyes didn't, didn't like develop properly, so it was smaller than the other. Uh, but when you took a picture of him, his normal eye got super red eye and his tiny eye looked normal. So it made him look like he had a, a Terminator glowing red eye, which is kind of cool. That
1: was my favorite cat. His name was Mugatu, but I called him Moogle. Mugatu! I'm assuming it was named after Zoolander? Or is there another Mugatu that I don't know about?
0: That's correct. Uh not by me, not by our family, by uh the, the person who rescued the cat named it Mugatu and then decided they couldn't keep the cat. So then we had Mugatu for like ten years, and then just last year we took him to a a like cat sanctuary place because he was uh not doing well and we weren't able to give him the attention he needed. We have dogs and the dogs desperately wanted to get into the room where he was in and for a while that was okay. And then it was like this poor cat's just living in like constant terror that the dogs are going to break into this room. So we took him there and uh, they were excited to have him. They weren't sure if he was too old to get adopted by someone else, but they were like, even mm. if he just stays here, we're happy to have him. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good cat. He was my favorite cat. He was a little Siamese. Oh, uh, Oh. And he uh breathed weird, so he, <laughs> he like he sounded like he was purring, but constantly like just everywhere he went he was like <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry
0: yeah, it was a good cat yeah I that that we got to lived just with me for a while when I first moved out of uh of my parents' house uh I moved up to t- Tacoma and I had had pets my whole life, both cats and dogs, and so I was feeling like real lonely not having an animal um and so Mugatu came and lived with me for a couple months that's the one time that I've like had a cat on my own as opposed to like my family having cats um but yeah he lived with me for for a couple months up in Tacoma and snuggled with me (laughs) back when he was tiny then he got giant as he got older our heat doesn't
1: work very well like we live in a really old home Mm-hmm. So all of our heat just goes straight out the walls and through every little crack. And so it's really nice having four cats during the winter. <laughs> just four tiny little heaters. Yep. <laughs> so
0: where I don't even know where we we're. I know we're at Ted's house. Yeah, we jumped kind of out of order because I was thinking Napoleon happened after his dad yelled at him about military college. But um, it turns out that it's before that. They realize that Napoleon's there and come up with a plan, which is we've got one historical figure here. Let's go back and get more historical figures. Like Beethoven, <laughs> Like Beethoven and Socrates. <laughs> uh, so they put uh, Ted's little brother Deacon in charge of looking after Napoleon, uh, which goes great. Uh, just wonderfully. This is like a little gag the movie jumps back to throughout the rest of it. Um, yeah. But
1: Napoleon he, looks like he has a really good time.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Do you want to just run through Napoleon's plot and then we'll come sure. back to Bill and Ted's?
1: Yeah, All right. So
0: I think the first thing that we see uh, Napoleon and Deacon doing is the restaurant, right?
1: Uh, restaurant. Is the Ziggy that... Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. Where they get the ice cream.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. So Deacon and some friends take Napoleon out to like this carnival themed restaurant place of some sort. Uh, and they bring him a giant like platter full of ice cream, uh, which apparently, these two guys who bring in the ice cream are the guys who invented Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool that they yeah. just put
1: themselves in the movie. Ed Sullivan and Chris Matheson.
0: Yeah, yeah. good for them for, for being in the movie. It's, it's like a, Kevin Smith has talked about that, that he put himself in in Clerks because he was like, this movie might ruin me, so if it's going to ruin me, I at least want to be in it so I can look back on it in my old age and be like, ah, there I am,
1: making the worst decision of my life. Uh, fun fact, Ed Sullivan and Chris Matheson, the creators of Bill and Ted are credited as the stupid waiter and the ugly waiter. Which which one is which? Um, Solomon is the stupid waiter and Matheson is the ugly waiter. I don't know what don't, either of them look like, so I don't know if it's accurate. Don't they behave exactly the same? I don't know. <laughs> I think there's more than two people that bring them ice cream. So no, it's just know. it's just the two. They they carry it out together, going ziggy piggy, ziggy piggy. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking it was like four people for some reason but yeah so anyways <laughs> so they're eating the ice cream and napoleon like loves it and he's just like digging in with his hands at one point point. <laughs> and i don't know why was it because he ate the last bite that they come out and give him the ziggy piggy pin
0: yeah i think so um i i because the whole table's eating it. It's not Napoleon eating it by himself, but he does get the last bite because one of the the kids is trying to take a spoonful and he like smacks their spoon away yeah. <laughs> and takes the last bite himself. Uh, and then the waiters come back out and go, "Behold, he ate the pig," and like alarms go off and stuff, and he gets he gets an award. So even though the whole table eat it, it seems like just he gets like
1: rewarded for it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, he has yeah. a nice little pick that says, I was a ziggy piggy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: and then after that they take him bowling next. Uh-huh. Where he is he's on like keeping the score and it's like one where you like I love ride this it in. Joke. And he like just adds a one in front of his score, so I think he's he had thirty five like, points and he made it one thirty five.
0: <laughs> he's looking all conspicuous at the other people and like leaning forward to hide the scorecard, but it's projected up on the ceiling above him, and they just see him write a big one. <laughs> and then he goes up, and uh, as he tries to bowl, he uh, throws himself down the the bowling alley lane, exactly like you would expect somebody who doesn't know how to bowl to bowl in a comedy movie, and then. <laughs>
1: Just yelling shit in french <laughs> mad mad mad
0: uh that's why i know how to say shit in french Thanks <laughs> nice. for adventure.
1: were you saying that as a kid
0: yeah yeah definitely that, that was that was one that i was like oh i can swear but in french i'm so continental mm. <laughs> um and then they ditch him at the bowling alley uh there's a great scene where they've left, and then the bowling alley owner comes up to Napoleon and wants him to pay. <laughs> Napoleon's like, "Pay?" and he's like, "Yeah, buddy, pay." And he's like, "Buddy," and then he gets checked out, and he's all sad. And this yeah. is like, this is where this movie makes me feel so sad for Napoleon because he's standing out in the night, going, "Dugan, Dugan." <laughs> and he can't find
1: Duncan, yep, so yeah, Napoleon's just stuck in California, doesn't know the English language, and somehow he finds himself at Waterloo, which is a water park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he has the
1: best time at Waterloo, so he had he had a good time at
0: the ice cream parlor not so good at time bowling, but then he goes out on his own. He ends up at the Waterloo water park and has just a wonderful time going down every single, uh, water slide there, uh, telling little kids about how great the water slides are. And then subsequently pushing other little kids out of the way so that he can go down the slide first. It's (laughs) wonderful. And there's, there's a great moment, uh, that, that this, I, I noticed watching it this time that Napoleon's experience in the first water slide Mirrors Bill and Ted's experience in the circuits of time because as they're going through the circuits of time um, I can't remember if it's their very first time it's not it's later on they go through a, a loop in the circuits of time and they're like all freaked out about it. and they're like what? and yelling because they're scared and Mm -hmm. then by the time they come out of it they're like laughing and like yeah that was fun and uh that's exactly what napoleon does in the water slide is there's a long sequence of him going down the slide being totally terrified of it and then by the time he comes at the end he's he's laughing and having a great time
1: just like bill and ted like one time he comes like tumbling down it and somehow comes out straight like it didn't look safe yeah he he does not use water slides correctly (laughs) but yep then bill and ted come and find him and ruin is fun. Yeah, poor Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> but that's in the future. We've got to go back to the past. Uh so yeah, does anything happen important before they go uh to the Billy the Kid area? No, they they, they flip through uh the book a
0: little bit and are, are reading names off of the assignment sheet from their history report, um, which is where we get beef oven. <laughs> and then they they he's, it's something about like is there anything about the Western expansion in the U S or something like that? And he goes, yeah.
1: And so that they uh, they go back to meet Billy the Kid. Yeah, so they're in New Mexico, 1879, between two outhouses, and there's just a guy <laughs> pooping in one, and the noises that are being made, like they sound like they were obviously made with someone's mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you want to you want to try and make those? Some poop noises? Make some poop noises. (laughs) Yep, that's pretty spot on.
0: (laughs) And then then the phone booth starts to land, and the cowboy's like, oh, man, what did I eat? He doesn't say that, but he makes a face that says, oh, man, what did I eat?
1: Um, So then Bill's like, I'm thirsty. So they walk into a saloon and order some beers.
0: And along the way, as they're walking,
1: there's another great
0: line, which is watch out for horse crap, which I don't know why. But that's one of the lines I always love about this
1: movie. I didn't even hear that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As they're walking along, he goes, watch out for horse crap, Ted. And he goes, oh, thanks, Bill. (laughs) So they order their beers. And the bartender kind of smirks at him as he gives them the beers. Another great line is they go, man, he didn't even cart us. We got to remember this place. As if they're going to like time travel to new mexico in 1879 to pick up beer (laughs) which i guess they could
1: yeah wait do they pay for their beer uh i guess they don't have to because then there's a bar brawl so there's distractions so he just let these two like weirdos in futuristic
0: clothing have an open tab it's a
1: trusting bartender like no one ever is like these guys are wearing some weird stuff yeah i guess that doesn't really come up does it no one thing that i was surprised about in this movie is everyone like speaks like the language they're supposed to speak, and if they don't know English, they don't know English.
0: Yeah, they they, they don't they don't play around with no universal translator or anything. Like Napoleon speaks French, he just does. Socrates speaks Greek, yep. presumably
1: Latin. And, I don't know, probably Latin. Latin, I think, at that point. And then they just have to like you know do some hand signals and try and explain things to them the best <laughs> they can. I think that's why it's good that they start with, uh, with the old west, is because in
0: the old west everyone's going to speak English, so they can kind of get accustomed to the time travel thing here, and mm-hmm. then uh, and move on to more difficult levels later on. So they, as they're in the bar, they they don't know who they're going to take back with them. They're just kind of looking around, and then is it a, does he fire a gun when he comes in, or is he just kicking the door? Um,
1: he kicks in the door with his gun out, and then he like does some fancy like hand work to like holster it and it's like, it. making swishy noises. Oh, that was good swishy noises, my dude. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, he'd bust in and they're like, they asked the bartender, Who's that? He's like, Oh, that's Billy the Kid. And they're like He's famous, dude. Yeah. Let's bag him.
0: <laughs> Let's bag him. I love that—that's their their strategy. Let's bag him.
1: Yeah, I, they're basically like Pokemon hunters, like Pokemon <laughs> trainers. Like no one's ever called them Pokemon hunters. That's weird. I mean, Team Rocket maybe is Pokemon hunters. They're Pokemon poachers.
0: Oh yeah, dang, you're right. Good call. <laughs>
1: Showed me. Yep. <Yeah>. Uh, um, <laughs> so <laughs> Billy the Kid's like, I need two two men i need two men who's with me and they look at each other and i goes, we're with you mr bill or we're with you billy the kid i, I think they say we're with you mr kid
0: <laughs> Th- that's what i always wanted to be but that's not
1: what he says right or is uh, it we're with you billy the kid maybe not then they do call him mr kid at some point i think they call him mr the kid, the kid. At they some do point. yeah you're right <laughs>
0: which is just very good mr the kid Uh, he's, he's doing some, uh, some, some swindling in poker and basically he's going to help, uh, Bill and Ted win all the monies at poker. And he says,
1: what I win, I keep what you win. I keep. So like, you think he's going to be like a complete asshole and then he ends up being a great guy. Yeah. So they're playing poker and, uh, Bill's telling Ted that he needs to have like a poker face like him. He's like smoking a cigarette and I'll post a screenshot of this on Twitter. Cause I took one of his poker face. It's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. a good poker face. But then like immediately, like as he's telling him he needs to have a poker face, he just shouts what cards he has. He's like, Whoa, three aces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing. Uh, that I learned from this movie is, I learned what a poker face was thanks to this movie.
1: Yeah, it's when you have a cigarette in your mouth.
0: Yeah, when you have a cigarette in your mouth and look real serious. Mm-hmm. And then you go, whoa,
1: three aces! <laughs>
0: Which immediately starts a bar fight, because the, the people that Billy's
1: playing with realize that he's cheating them. Yeah, and I like how Bill and Ted just sit there for like <laughs> the first like two minutes of the bar fight, and people are just fighting around them. <laughs> just... The table gets flipped over, and they're still sitting there holding their cards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This movie's dumb, but I mm-hmm. love it so much. And then, I don't know if they get cornered by some people, but they eventually get thrown through a wall. And it's into, like, I don't know what you would call it, but there's, like, a lot of half-dressed women getting ready. And they're like, whoa. And uh, <laughs> Billy the Kid, like, pulls them out, and Ted, like, shoves his head back in. <laughs> <laughs> of course he
0: does. And then they're cornered after that. So then there's, there's three guys cornering uh, Bill, Ted. Ed and Billy the Kid. Bill and Ted try to offer them passes to Waterloo uh, <laughs> as, as, a, as a peace offering, uh, which goes about as you'd expect. Um, and then they uh, point over their shoulder and they're like, what's that? The good here blip. <laughs> <laughs> they pull their hats down and then they melvin one of the guys and they run off.
1: They've run off to the golden age of human
0: civilization. Ancient Greece. And as they're sitting there listening, they hear somebody say Socrates. And they go, hey, I know that name. And they decided to look it up in the book. And another great line is he goes, look it up in the book. It's under (laughs) Socrates.
1: So, um, there is like a returning gag in the background where uh, Billy, the kids playing with like a Nerf football. I'm so glad that you noted that. Cause I have that in my notes too. <laughs> it just says Billy's football exclamation point. Well, did you see it pop up again? I can't remember where I know I saw it a second time. Okay. But I can't it comes up at least at. one more time. I, I forgot to look for it after that, but yeah, we'll talk about that when it comes to it's it. In, oh yes. I remember where it's at.
0: Uh, but yeah, so, so they decide to go talk to Socrates. Uh, but of course, as we said before, Socrates doesn't speak no English uh, so they, they have to try to philosophize with him through hand gestures, <laughs> which is the best.
1: Yeah so they're like I think Bill tells Ted to philosophize with him mm-hmm. So then Ted goes, all we are is dust in the wind dude and uh, Socrates is like, huh? Like,
0: he don't speak English He don't know what that means.
1: Yeah And then Bill like picks up like some dust that just happens to be in a bowl in front of him. And he's like, dust, and then blows on it, like, in the wind, and Socrates' mind is just blown. And then he has a really funny line that's all in subtitles, but he says, Yes, like sands of the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Which is the intro to the soap opera, Days of Our Lives. (laughs) I did not know that. I just, I've I've learned a new joke in Bill and Ted. I only know that because um, I did this one-off podcast called As the Blade Turns. And uh, Evan gave me a really good suggestion for my intro for it. Or maybe it was my exit. I don't remember. But he was like, you should do like Days of Our Lives and say, uh, I don't know. Like, it was a parody of that. I can't remember. As the blade turns, maybe I just said, as the blade turns, so are the days of our lives. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember my own joke. That's fair. We can't all remember all of our own jokes. But, yep, then they basically just kidnap him.
0: They just kidnap Socrates. Like, he's so delighted about, like, uh, the, them blowing dust that he just goes with them into the phone
1: booth, I guess? Yeah, he doesn't ask any questions. He's just it's along for the ride. And, uh, Billy the Kid takes on a lot of the traits of Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, he starts saying excellent and stuff. Yeah, so they go to England in the 15th century. And, uh, this is when the football gag comes back yep. <laughs> bill and ted tell billy the kid to stay with socrates and uh so while they're like talking about what they're gonna go do socrates and uh billy the kid i wanted to say plato even though i'd already said the person that was the philosopher <laughs> so they're playing with this nerf ball in the background just throwing it back i mean and socrates and plato probably played catch at some point right probably they, they played catch <laughs> with knowledge
0: oh snap um yeah the billy's football and here's the thing bill and ted don't have backpacks or anything i don't know where that football came from but i'm so happy that it's
1: there i was wondering where it came from and in this scene uh they show billy the kid pulling it out of a backpack oh really so they must have had a back oh i
0: guess they probably had a backpack when they are at circle k
1: yeah they have a backpack because then they also get cans of chocolate pudding out of it And bubblegum. Yeah, but that's that's um, in the future.
0: That's right. In the future, in the past. In the present, in the past. Uh yeah. <laughs> they call out to some guy going by and go, Do you know where there are any personages of historical significance? <laughs> Which again, I just I love the way Bill and Ted talk because they use such stupid exclamations, but then also like long convoluted sentences mm-hmm. completely unnecessarily. It's very good. But the the person they call that out to points behind him where there's a big castle, and as they sneak up to look at the castle they see a couple of babes they see the babes <laughs> to which again not a
1: great report this is a history report not a babe report <laughs> And I don't do these babes ever get named in this movie. Um, they're just called the princesses. I saw they have names on Wikipedia, so I didn't know if they're in the sequel and get names then. But. Uh,
0: yes, I believe they're, they're named in the sequel. But in this one, I don't think they ever get names. Uh, apparently, uh, in the original uh, shooting version of this movie, they end up at a prom at the end of the movie with the ladies. Oh. Uh, but in in what they actually the final cut they, they don't do that at all. So yeah. maybe in the original uh, shot version, they had names when they went to prom. I
1: don't know. Yeah. They do get asked to prom, though. But long before that, uh, Bill and Ted <laughs> are, like, sneaking into the castle, and they decide to put on suits of armor. And they're sword fighting while quoting Star Wars. <laughs>
0: Because of course they are. Like, if you were
1: in a castle and found some suits of armor you could put on, wouldn't you get into a sword fight with your buddy? Yeah, but I think it's funny that they're quoting Star Wars because I feel like they could quote like you know a work you know like something that's in medieval. I don't know what you would quote though, but they're just like making like lightsaber sounds like, and then talking about I will not rule the galaxy with you. <laughs>
0: i'm darth ted yeah well i'm luke bill
1: (laughs) what why wouldn't you be bill skywalker (laughs) i didn't hear that in the movie that's funny yeah he says he's luke bill
0: nice um and as they're sword fighting uh ted gets knocked down a staircase um (laughs) and bill runs down to see if he's okay and sees a bunch of guards stab the suit of armor through the chest which is so sad yeah
1: and he's like ted don't be dead
0: <laughs> don't be dead dude which one of my favorite insults comes here because a, a guard comes in the room <laughs> uh to which bill sees him recognizes the guard who stabbed ted and goes you killed ted you medieval dickweed and chases
1: him out <laughs> oh no he doesn't chase him out does no he? um because he gets attacked by him and then ted saves him he like hits him over the head with something i don't even know why yeah i
0: it's probably a, a turkey leg or something it's gotta be <laughs> something like era appropriate yeah
1: i i love ted's explanation for why he wasn't in the suit of armor he's like when i landed i just fell out of the armor <laughs> the armor which is in like perfect human shape still is
0: another one of those things that bothered me as a child where i was like there's no way that he fell out of that armor and it just laid
1: there <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. It's hilarious to me because I you know it's gonna take like a lot of time to even put that armor on, and then he just somehow magically fell out of it. <laughs> without without uh
0: displacing any single piece of it. Yeah. Uh they're so excited to see each other that they, they hug each other, and then this is where we get our like gay panic moment because they then separate and uh use a homophobic slur against each other.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Which um, is a shame. Yeah. It's like really, really brief and yeah, like I said, I had to like rewind it a few times, and then eventually turn on subtitles because I was like, "Did they just say that?"
0: Yeah, and they did. did. I
1: wish they didn't, but they did. Yep, and everyone regrets it. And yeah, that's good to hear though. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that
0: they regret it. That makes it. That makes me feel better about still liking Bill and Ted. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, they like somehow resolve it, and I don't know. Maybe they should just not mention it again. I was going to say hopefully they resolve it in the third one somehow. So it's, it's kind of upsetting that you know, the people that lead to a utopian society are homophobic, but yeah, yeah. you know what they could do to like, uh, not
0: address it, but as a like kind of acknowledgement that, that, that they like didn't handle the gay panic joke. Well, is in, in the third one, like just have a real sincere moment where like something happens and, uh, they get out of it. Okay. And then one of them says, man, I love you, Bill. And he goes, I love you too, Ted. Like, with, with, like, no weirdness about them saying that. Because they do. These guys love each other. I think, I think that would be a nice way to, like, be like, hey, it's okay that they're friends.
1: Or they could do that and make it worse by them hugging and then saying no homo.
0: See, but that... <sighs> <laughs> just, no
1: just homo. Just rub it in.
0: Is, yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just more gay panic stuff. Yeah. I don't really it's remember
1: gorgeous. in my life when people were just getting called the slur that they say in this movie. But I remember when no homo was like real popular thing. to yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah.
0: But it falls along the same lines where it's like, it's, it's like awkwardly, like it is a, a homophobic thing without, I think people meaning it to be, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it not. I don't know. Yeah. It's
1: just, ah, why can't people just be cool? Yeah. It's just like, it's such a short little amount of time with such large amounts of impact. Yep, in the movie. It's weird. Yeah. Cuz it is. I mean, it's it's like literally a one-word line and it's like,
0: ah, just wish it wasn't there. But again, like if you edit it out, it's kind of disingenuous because it is appropriate to the times and the characters that they would say that. It's just Yeah. The the movie didn't realize that it wasn't cool for them to say that. I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If the movie realized it wasn't cool, the movie could somehow address it even if the characters didn't. But the movie was made in the era where that was like A totally fine thing to say. And so it's not really addressed. Yeah. Anyway, back to more fun things.
1: Back to babes. (laughs) So, yeah, I think next um, they run into the babes again, the princesses. And um, Ted tells them that he comes with like a message of love. And they're like, from who? He's like, from me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because future ted told him to send his love to the princesses yep <laughs> and uh so this part's kind of strange in that he doesn't know what to say and bill's like just give him some lyrics and then he doesn't give them lyrics to anything i know he just tells them like oh you beautiful babes of <laughs> england i'm like okay because he just decided not to go with that idea <laughs> yeah but i i think maybe it's supposed to be that like lyrics fail
0: him for once and he's like you know what i can't like I can't just recite some lyrics. I got to be I got to be real. I got to be real. (laughs) Uh, And as he's trying to ask him out, uh, they get interrupted by uh,
1: getting arrested, right? Um, Yeah. So they get interrupted by, I assume, their father, right?
0: Oh, yeah. They don't get arrested right away because they find out that the, the, the babes are to be married. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they need help getting getting out, getting escaped. And then that's when the king and, and some guards show up and arrest them and sentence them to death.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> they threaten to put them in the Iron Maidens. And they're like, Iron Maiden? Excellent! And then the guy says, they are to be executed. And they're like, bogus. Uh, and then they're not in Iron
0: Maidens at yeah, all. Yeah,
1: that was weird.
0: They're just like tied down to some wooden blocks ready yeah. to get their heads chopped off.
1: Yeah, maybe they got put an Iron Maiden somewhere in between, and they just cut that out. A deleted Iron Maiden scene? That could be. That could be.
0: Uh, and as they're getting ready to be executed, um, the, there's a car goes by that's got the phone booth in it. So, oh no, the TARDIS has been captured.
1: Yeah, and there's a guy on like the wagon carrying it yelling that they fell out of the sky, they had horns of fire, <laughs> or no, they had fire in their eyes, and it's the, I think it's the first guy that they see when they, like, arrive. Yeah, the guy they ask for, personages of historical significance. Yeah. <laughs> just as they're about to be executed, the executioners rip off their mask, and it's Billy the Kid and Socrates. Oh, man, Socrates to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> then they all jump onto the wagon, Billy's driving, and there's a nice little chase scene. There's some goats for some reason. They're like oddly slow-moving goats. One time I got scolded at a zoo that had a, a goat feeding
0: area mm-hmm. because I was outside of the goat feeding area and fed the goat some foliage that he was trying to reach for, and I got scolded for, yeah. uh, for feeding him food that wasn't approved goat food from teed There's um grass and and that time was six months ago when i was a fully grown adult <laughs> and the that's person funny. who scolded me was like a 19 year old intern working at the zoo and like talked to me like she was an upset mother and i was like i'm sorry
1: nice <laughs> that's funny uh, every time i've seen goats in a petting zoo they're always so fat yeah oh man they
0: are fed way too much yeah that's why i should that i should be like hey you're gonna to talk to me about these goats eating <laughs> inappropriately? You gotta put these goats on a diet, man. Look at him; he's a chubby little goat. Well, they, That's they're not like how ridiculously fat. They're like they're comically as like long as they are wide. Yeah, big old goats. So they they managed to get a, a number dialed up. I, it seems like they're pretty much dialing at random at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they managed to to get away just as somebody swings at the phone booth and hits the antenna sure that won't come into play
1: i think they actually dial a wrong number first like they dial a number that isn't a thing and it's like, we're sorry, that time period yeah. cannot be connected at this moment. Something like that. I wonder what that's
0: in reference to. Do you think, uh, there seems that, that, this, this seems like a moment ripe for
1: fan theorization. Yeah, I bet they tried to go either too far in the future or too far in the past. Can there be such a thing as too far into the future or the past? Well, during the Big thing, big Bang, the Big Thing, you know, when the big thing happened mm-hmm. and time mm-hmm. was created, maybe they tried to go to a time before time. But can there be
0: time before time? I guess
1: they can't that's why it wouldn't work yeah weird so they go into the future and it's the future that rufus came from i I feel like i just didn't make sense with my words i said weird things but yeah so they're just in like this big old room with uh three people yes there's three people sitting on like floating hover
0: chairs like q sits on in that first episode of star trek next generation sure yep Mm -hmm. that's what it was and they're in this uh this weird room full of uh geodesic like shapes on the walls and weird uh lights coming through um there's a distinct lack of steps and columns though which is which is disappointing there are no steps and columns in this scene (laughs) <laughs> it's later described as having steps and columns, and there's no steps and columns. It's always bothered. Oh really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. They later say there are many steps and columns. Oh, I think. Weird. No, wait, no. I think that's when he's talking about Greece. Yeah. Never mind. I think I'm a liar.
1: <laughs> that's like I don't remember them describing the future to anyone.
0: I thought they described it to Rufus. I don't know. I've oh, always no thought either. that that was it, but I think I think this is a nitpick that I'm just I'm just wrong about. Shame on me. Yeah, you became the nit.
1: With which you were picking.
0: With which I was picked? Yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And the future, it's like, it seems really awkward. Like, they're impressed by them being them. They're like, it's them. And I think that's all anyone says for a while. And... They just start air guitaring at them. Like slow motion air guitar, which yeah, is a like great. It's like, like my
0: favorite form of prayer is slow motion air
1: guitar. <laughs> it's like a very neat and like very well rehearsed air guitar. And uh, then more people come out, like a lot of people, and they're air guitaring too. And Bill and Ted are like, I think they want us to say something. <laughs> and they say the most important things that they could possibly say. Be excellent to each other. And party on. Dude, I think. Did they say party dude? on dudes? Yeah. Party on dudes, yeah. And I think that should be our sign off for the episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah, then they more or less just like hop back into the time machine. They're like, we would stick around, but this isn't a future report. <laughs> it's a history report. <laughs> this is where we go into the montage of them collecting figures, right? Yeah, because they go to Austria and get Sigmund Freud. Yeah. And uh, they're like, we got plenty of time. Time for extra credit.
0: Bill checks his watch and says we got plenty of time. Important note is earlier, Ted, future Ted, said, Ted, don't forget to wind your watch. And then Ted's checking his watch and saying we got plenty of time.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: I don't understand how this part works. It's time travel. Why would they run out of time?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I Okay, so my theory for this is um, they have to stay on their original time. That way, when they get back, there's no like inconsistencies, like they're where they should have been. Okay, so like that, but time is all relative, and the booth, mm-hmm. th- but time's still passing for them at a regular speed, even though they're in different time periods. So then they need to get back to the time period where oh, they would be, they need to leave off in their own present, yeah okay 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 i can take
0: that i can take that that there's like some instabilities if you like permanently exist outside of your own timeline Mm -hmm. yeah that works for me except for the princesses but we'll we'll Uh, go with it yeah (laughs) that kind of me on that uh hang on a second Mm -hmm. sorry my sister's here and wanted me to know so that i wouldn't freak out if i heard someone walking around okay uh also fun story uh i just got a text message from my mom that just says huh question mark (laughs) which is a reply to a message that i sent 12 minutes ago apparently that says but the movie was made in the air up with that was like a totally fighting to say and so it's not really addressed so thank you
1: phone for (laughs) listening to that and sending a message that's really weird (laughs) i wonder if it like heard you say something about bill's stepmom and heard mom and like, I don't know, text mom in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Oh no, because it was saying the movie was made in the era where they would say things like that. So it's not really
1: addressed, I think is what I was saying. So I yeah, I don't know what could have triggered it. <laughs> That's weird. Weird. Anyway. Yeah. So they're going for some extra credit and they go to Austria in nineteen oh one and all of these are happen like really quick. So yeah. Billy the kid just like lasso Sigmund Freud, he probably says some Freud-like things, and so then they just pull <laughs> he him says, in. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> uh, except his name isn't Sigmund Freud. It's Sigmund Freud. How's it going, Freud, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so then they go to Germany, where they get beat up and, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's just, like, playing piano, and they just walk up and carrying him off, like, <laughs> with the bench. The whole piano bench, they just take it. Yep. And, like, there's, like, a lot of people around, and, like, no one's trying to stop him. He's, like, freaking out. and everyone just watches like i guess this is part of the show yeah so then they go to france in 1429 and joan of arc is like kneeling down like praying and then they just like appear in front of her and she's just like looks like all of her prayers have been answered and walks on in
0: and and ted reaches out of the of the uh phone booth doing the the sistine chapel hand I I realized that this time like he's doing his hand is posed the same way that God's hand is posed in the Sistine Chapel,
1: reaching out to Adam. I didn't know this, Uh, but that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and invites her in. Which that's the one that bothers me the most because I'm like, the others you kidnap people. This one, like, you she thinks you're gods. Yeah. That for some reason that's more bothersome to me than the kidnapping.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so then they're in Mongolia, twelve oh nine, uh, to get Genghis Khan and like Genghis Khan is, you know, I'm trying to remember what euphemism they used earlier when uh, Bill's dad was about to have sex with his stepmom in Bill's room. Your mom's going at it now. Now he's going for it in your own room. Yeah, just I, I can give you the
0: lines from most of this movie. <laughs> Thank you.
1: So yeah, including the like pauses because it's now now he's going for it in your own room. <laughs> so Genghis Khan is about to go at it when they just pop up. And I don't – they use Twinkies to, like, lure him in. They're like, you want a Twinkie, don't you? Yeah. Genghis Khan's portrayal in this movie is a little bit weird. But, yeah, they just hold out a Twinkie like like they're
0: giving him a dog treat to tempt him into the yeah, booth. Yeah,
1: I don't know why Genghis Khan would be like, sure, like, yeah, I want this Twinkie. Like, why is a Twinkie Genghis Khan bait? But it is. Yeah,
0: Let me tell you, Twinkies might be delicious. That's That's arguable. They don't look that good. Like <laughs> – you don't look at a Twinkie and go, man, without any context, that thing must be a delicious thing to put in my face.
1: Yeah. And then the next one's pretty bizarre, too, to me. Um, so then they go to the White House in 1863 to pick up Abraham Lincoln, and they're knocking on the door to, the, like, I guess the Oval Office going, Candy Graham. And I don't know if that's a reference to something. I, As far as I know, it's just a reference to Looney Tunes,
0: because oh. I feel like I've seen Bugs Bunny do that a bunch.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. But, yep, he falls for it, and they just pull him in. So they've got a pretty full phone booth now, so much so that they're actually flying it sideways instead of standing upright. And they're all hanging out of it.
0: Logistical questions about how that worked. How did they all end up that way? Did it take off sideways? (laughs) Uh, But this is where they realize, because they're sideways, they're able to look at the antenna on top of the phone booth and realize that it got all smashed up
1: and so then they end up in california in one million bc and i expected like them to totally just have dinosaurs be there even if it didn't make sense but they didn't
0: yeah they restrained from dinosaurs they have caveman
1: or cavemen rather but no dinosaurs this is where bill's backpack comes back and he's giving everyone (laughs) everyone some pudding uh he has so much pudding in his back oh, yeah why
0: do you bring that ted's a pudding boy no you know why it is that's what they bought for dinner at the circle k you're right <laughs> he used they used what you know bill's dad probably
1: gave him 20 bucks they bought 20
0: dollars worth of pudding <laughs>
1: <laughs> luckily all they need to fix the time machine is cans of pudding and chewing gum so mm-hmm. they got very lucky there and they may have only need Needed the cans of pudding because like Bill's like trying to fix the time machine and like breaks off a piece of the antenna. So then mm. they have all of the historical figures, and for some reason, one of the cavemen who doesn't contribute, <laughs> but he's got gum. Um, yeah, all of them are chewing gum, and they just like pass it to Ted, and they have just this big wad of gum that they use to reattach it. The biggest wad of gum,
0: which Ted, everybody's taking their gum out and adding it to the wad, and Ted gets his onto the wad by like holding it up to his face and pushing his gum out of his mouth directly into the wad <laughs> with his face. And it's always upset me. I'm like, no, no,
1: Ted, don't do it. All I was thinking in that scene is, like, if we had that wad of gum today, we could clone all of those people.
0: Wow. Yeah. Can you clone from chewed gum?
1: Uh, I don't terrifying. know how long it would last, but, yeah. I mean, when you do those, um, uh, like, DNA tests... Like, through 23 Me, you just give them saliva. Yes, that's true. But also, you're not supposed to eat with them, so they could do the DNA test and be like, I got a gum person. <laughs> I cloned a gum Lincoln. Uh, have you ever seen the cartoon Clone
0: High? Nope. Uh, it's a show about a secret government conspiracy to bring back famous guys and ladies. Dang it, I had the theme song. Secret government conspiracy. Bring I can't remember how the theme song goes. But basically, uh, they've cloned a bunch of historical figures, but they're proper clones. So they're babies when they're cloned, Mm -hmm. and then they age normally. So there's this special secret high school that's entirely populated by clones of historical figures. And it's wonderful. So you have like (laughs) JFK is the cool jock. And Lincoln is like the awkward nerd and Cleopatra is the hot girl and Genghis Khan is the big dumb guy. It's just it's the dumbest show. And it's so so good. It's so good.
1: I never understood why Futurama, they have all of the president's heads in a jar Mm -hmm. and they're like alive and stuff. But so they obviously cloned them, but they only kept their heads. What they do with the rest of their bodies, why they do that?
0: Shit, dude, I never thought of that. Oh, man. I mean, shoot, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that never occurred to me. Where did they get the heads? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, they don't really have like uh, efficient time travel in Futurama, do they?
1: Um, they they have time travel. It's a few times when they have time travel because. I was to say, like maybe they pop back in time to right when a president. Uh, has just died and steal the head (laughs) maybe and revive it yeah 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 i mean there's time travel in the first episode but i think that's just that one species can do it and then there's time travel again when i don't remember what happens but then they they go to roswell new mexico and they're the aliens that one's accidental time travel for sure and they use a microwave to get back their time Mm -hmm. and then there's another time oh i think it was they put metal in the microwave and they went back in time yeah he he microwaved stovetop popcorn yep and then uh in one of the movies for futurama bender's big score right fry has like the code for time travel tattooed on his butt (laughs) because of course he does that's a very (laughs) good show i love futurama it's very good
0: yeah um we uh we figured out what show we're doing next for best animated shows ever what are you going to do? We're going to do Legend of Zelda, based on, on your recommendation for it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I expect it to be awful. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. So if I start messaging you, like, I hate you, I hate you so much, it's because <laughs> I'm in the process of watching Zelda. It's going to be weird with Link talking. I assume he talks. I uh-huh. think he sounds dumb. He does. He does sound dumb. That's the only thing I know about, is that Link talks and he sounds dumb. Well- excuse me princess uh they end up at circle k so after after they fix the booth up uh they dial up the number for Sandemus, and they land at the circle k and uh realize that they're now the future thems from the conversation they had earlier when they were past thems
1: (laughs) so one thing about them back in one million bc they like had the opportunity to do something like super cliche and they didn't and i was like good job So, when their time machine leaves, there's, like, fire. And I totally expected to see the caveman, like, walk up to it and be like, ooh. And, like, you know, just, like... (laughs) Learn the secrets of fire. Exactly. And then they didn't do that.
0: But they did learn the secrets of chewing gum. Yep. (laughs) So, they they have the conversation, uh, which I think
1: it just cuts to them saying 69 dudes is how it summarizes. They're like, but what do we say? (laughs) Let's go find out. 69 dudes. And Um, then... um, when Rufus in. checks in with them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And this brings me to my time travel question, because they're like, "How come we ended up here? We we'll dialed the number for Sandemus." And I don't remember what the explanation is, but it's something about you have to dial one number higher. Yeah. Which, okay, that's fine if that's how that works. <laughs> but then Bill goes, "Oh yeah, like that made sense." And it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, wait, what? How does what? And yeah. it made me really want to know, like, what numbers are they actually dialing? <laughs> I wish they showed us what the numbers were. Like, do they not dial like, uh, you know, longitude, latitude, and then you know, year, month, day, hour, minute, second? How do they, how do they pick where to go? I want to know. I guess it would have to be they couldn't pick a specific time of day to show up somewhere because if it's that. To get to be tomorrow instead of today, you have to dial one number higher. Then the last number has to refer to the day. But then I feel like they would
1: have to for the stuff that happens later in the movie.
0: They have to be able to be more specific. Yeah. Unless for a while there was just duplicates of them
1: running around for like a full 24 hours. Yeah, I guess. It'd be kind of a nice touch if you just saw them in the background. That would be cool. So then they find out that they only have two hours until they're supposed to give their presentation. Because Ted did not as well yeah so he (laughs) goes i better remind myself (laughs) so dumb you did remind yourself it didn't work but he does it anyway ted don't forget to round your watch (laughs) (laughs) then they time travel to what should be the present and they're in the Mm -hmm. and they're in bill's backyard and his mom's out there like gardening i guess yep and she's like or he's like mom can you take us to the mall and it's real weird seeing him just call her mom, but <laughs> she's like three years older than him. And she's like, not to you do your chores, I'm not taking you anywhere. When they, when they first get here, he introduces her,
0: he goes, I want to introduce you to some of our friends. And for some reason they like come up with bad, fake names for everyone, but like, it's basically
1: their names. So like Beethoven is Dave Beethoven. <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to come up with bad names or they just don't know how to pronounce the real names. Well, he says Bob Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. That's funny. <laughs> and
0: Dennis Frude. And then <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it's like the most recognizable one there is the only one they don't give a weird fake name to. <laughs> but
1: yeah, then, then, then we get chores. She also doesn't question why there's a phone booth.
0: Yeah, Missy's, you know. she's doing her thing
1: is she the only no there's i was gonna say she the only woman in this movie uh there's there's missy
0: there's the princesses there's joan of arc there's the woman who just works at the circle k uh uh there's the two ladies at the mall yeah and there's uh uh deacon's friends yeah there's, there's 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 some girls it's not the worst as far as female representation goes it's not the best
1: but it's not the worst but then they do all the chores i'm trying to remember who does what. I know Genghis Khan is cleaning the toilet, and uh-huh. he looks like he's really enjoying it. And then he, like, scrubs his head with the toilet brush. Yep. Yep. Does he drink from the toilet? I don't think so. He might. <laughs> I don't know. Beethoven gets real into
0: cleaning the windows. I, I don't know why. Real excited about it. I think Billy the Kid and Joan of Arc are working in the kitchen, and Billy's, like, making flirtatious faces at Joan of Arc the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sigmund Freud is vacuuming mm-hmm. because then he sticks it to his mouth or to his face at least it like yeah. latches on and then everybody gathers in the
0: kitchen and announces done and Finn and probably other languages words for done I have no idea why this scene is here every time this scene happens when I watch this movie I'm like why is this
1: here like What a weird little montage to put in the middle of the movie. Uh, I think it's funny. Like, I don't, they don't really question the modern technology, but also I guess the scene does add to they're supposed to, the whole point of the time travel is so they can give this presentation on what would these historical people think of the modern world. So they just got a little taste of it right then. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Anyways, then they go to the mall. Yep. And the reason they go to the mall is because... That's where Bill and Ted think that they can experience the modern world. <laughs> I mean, in, in the mid eighties, uh, mid to late eighties, I think the mall's a pretty
0: good microcosm of like modern day Western culture. I think that's, that's pretty fair. It yeah. was like the heyday of malls.
1: So then at the mall, Bill and Ted, um, they're just like, stay here and you know, just absorb it all and let us know what you think. And we're going to go find Napoleon. So then all that stuff we said about Napoleon happens. (laughs) And then, of course, all of the historical people just go off and do their own thing and not what Bill and Ted told them to do. So we've got Joan of Arc. I feel like hers was kind of the strangest. I don't know why this is a thing she would be into, but she's at an exercise class. Mm -hmm. And she just, like, knocks the instructor out and starts taking over. (laughs) That's totally made sense to me because Joan of
0: Arc is, like, a military figure, right? So she's going to be into, like... Like figuring out the best way to
1: like stay in shape. Yeah, and then Beethoven, um, he is obviously (laughs) in a music store and he's playing like ten keyboards. Yeah, he draws like a crowd. Nuts on it. Uh, Genghis Khan goes to a sporting goods store and uh, (laughs) trades in his club for a baseball bat and a football helmet (laughs) and a skateboard. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is very good. He starts beating a mannequin with a baseball bat and then the cops or like the. Security guards in the mall—they get a little piqued. Their interest. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy and Socrates—they're trying to pick up a couple of chicks in the food court when uh, Freud pops up with a corn dog, and he just starts like psychologically evaluating the women, and they call him a nerd. And he's holding up the corn dog, and then he lowers the corn dog when they giggle at him. Yeah, he's he's sad it's very Freudian yeah um and then let's see what else uh, Lincoln we got Lincoln he's what in like Lincoln one of those do? he's in one of those old-timey photo booths where they like dress That's you up right. as like a person from that Lincoln era and um he takes his picture and then like okay let's get we need the fake beard back and the hat and the clothes and he's like these are all mine and then he just starts running
0: <laughs> yeah he runs away Uh, So the end result of this is they all get arrested. And I think that's fair for Genghis Khan. Totally. For Lincoln, obviously, it was a misunderstanding, but the guy did think Lincoln was stealing. I don't remember. Joan of Arc, it makes sense. I don't remember why uh, Billy and Socrates and Freud would have Um, been getting arrested.
1: So Billy fires his gun off in the mall. So I get that. And I guess Socrates and Freud were with him. So by association, Beethoven did nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, Beethoven, the guy was showing him uh, demo pianos, and so Beethoven played the heck out of the demo pianos. The only thing I can think of is that the guy probably was like, hey, dude, you got to stop. And Beethoven didn't because he deaf.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can't hear you telling him to stop, sir. Part of his scene, I didn't really understand because he like the guy like shows him how the piano can like autoplay mm-hmm. and he wouldn't be able to hear it. Well, he can. Uh, if you like, are playing
0: some on speakers, you can touch it and you can feel it. So oh, I think that's okay. that he can yeah, I guess you're he right. feels it auto playing. Um, and I think this is where we start getting cuts to the presentations as well. Yes, so, it is. so at Sandymas High School, we see all the students giving presentations, and they're just they're nothing presentations. They're just you know
1: people talking up about what the world of today is, and they're, they're fine. Some of them are dumb, some are not. Yeah, but. one guy is going really bad, and. Then he just yells about like the football team and everyone starts clapping.
0: <laughs> is one of my favorite, uh, another favorite line from this movie is Sandy high school football rules. Uh, <laughs> which my brother and I used to do all the time to each other. <laughs> like anytime there's an awkward silence, Sandy high school football rules. I think they do it in a uh, arrest development. I believe they do that joke. Oh, at some point. Uh, George Holt. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 but I think George Holt yells that Whatever at some point, or maybe is. I'm just thinking that George Holt is a reference to that maybe because it's it's kind of the same thing
1: also makes me think of um is it billy madison with uh, a dual rules i can't remember there's like a family I, uh is
0: oils. that billy madison so, i don't remember I'm, no it's I'm, not i
1: don't know. billy madison are you thinking of the, uh, do, the, the 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 doyles from uh always sunny no nope, it's billy madison is it i, I thought it i was getting know. billy madison and happy gilmore confused but yeah I'll plug it in here. That'll be an easy line to find. Who rules? rules! 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 Iru- rules! 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 rules.
0: Ad Ad rules. rules. Uh, so where were we? Now we're at the police station because everybody got arrested. Uh, and we got a couple good little gags at the police station because like, Sigmund Freud's uh, (laughs) trying to psychoanalyze the police officer who's investigating.
1: Why do you keep asking me these questions? (laughs) Would you like to lay down? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, Ted's dad is in charge of interrogating Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And he's (laughs) um, he asks for his name and Abraham Lincoln tells him his name. And then he starts spelling his last name. And Ted's dad's just like, I know how to spell Lincoln. (laughs) You know, like, it's not like one of the most popular people ever.
0: (laughs) And he goes, when's your birthday, Mr. Lincoln? And he says whatever his birthday is and then says the year. And Mm
1: -hmm. Logan's like, what? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, then Bill and Ted found out they all got arrested. I don't really remember how they find out.
0: I'll tell you how they found out is uh, a cut scene. Um, They're supposed to see them all getting taken away at the mall. They were supposed to see them getting piled into police cars. Yeah. Uh, that scene just doesn't exist weird yeah so instead they just like
1: show up at the police office hmm. i wonder why it seems like there was so much cut from this movie because it's not that long it's like right around like an hour and 20 minutes
0: yeah it's almost like they didn't expect two nerds to watch it 30 years later and pick it apart for every detail <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what it is they're just like i i, I don't think this movie was supposed to be big Big? i think i think it ended up being way more successful than they expected it to be
1: yeah so this is when i think they started doing like some pretty cool like clever ideas with the time travel Mm -hmm. so bill and ted need to get into the police office and they need to release all of the historical people so uh, i think it was ted comes up with the idea to go back in time to when his dad had his keys and take his keys so that they can release them yeah so he did take his keys all along he just it was him in the future so they they've got the keys they
0: put them behind the sign so they're like we'll leave them right here and they look behind it and there's the keys and then there's like a a little stealth mission where they have to sneak through the police office and it's just like I, i feel like this gag was the first scene that they wrote for the movie Mm-hmm. And they are just so proud of it that they, they kept it in because it's just like sequence after sequence of weird little time travel things. Like yeah, it's so good. Like faxes coming in and like phone calls
1: coming to distract people. This is cool stuff. Yeah, I should say. So they can't do all these things right now because, you know, their clock's still running. So they do all of these things after they give their presentation. So this is their future self going back in time to leave these things For them.
0: Yeah, it's good. And it ends with they've got everyone out of their cells and they're all climbing out a window. And Ted's dad comes in and he's like, what are you doing? And Ted just goes, remember a trash can. Remember a trash can. And then a (laughs) trash can that's got wild stallions painted on the side of it falls on top of his dad's head.
1: Yeah. And then they do this close up on his keys, like falling into the jail cell. And I thought that was going to be like a thing later. Like he was going to get locked in or I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's right. Cause he like sets them down and then they fall in. Right. Yeah. That I, I wonder if that was just an accident. Like <laughs> he just set them down bad and they're like, yeah, whatever. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Cause yeah, that, that's, it, it doesn't come back up. So now they're like at
0: the presentation, right? That's where we're at. Yeah, they're like sneaking all the historical figures into the school as we see everybody else finish up their presentations.
1: And uh their, their teacher already written down that they got
0: F's. Yeah. And he tells he tells everybody's like, thank you for your presentations. I speak for everybody. It was very good. Blah, 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 blah. And it seems we might be one report early. So we'll go ahead and leave a little bit
1: early. So there was one thing that bothered me, and I'm curious if it bothered a young Troy. Uh huh. So it seems like everyone else is giving these reports individually. Why did yes. Bill and Ted get to do theirs together? So uh, this did
0: bother young Troy. So young Troy watched this very carefully. And if you look at the uh, notes he's taking where he's grading everybody, where he writes down enough for Bill and Ted, um, he's got groupings of students. Okay. separated by lines so some students are on their own and then some students are grouped together with like one line and then four names and then another line so there are group presentations in this but i think it was that people were able to choose whether to do a group presentation or a solo presentation which is fantastic because group presentations were horrible for me as a kid and if any time an instructor was like you can do a group presentation or you can just do it on your own i'd be like sweet doing it on my own hmm. uh, what's interesting is everybody gets individual grades every so like on the ones that have multiple people in it each person has their own grade right next to them i'm wondering with bill and ted's presentation that they're about to give how can you possibly give them individualized
1: grades because most of their presentation isn't them
0: I, yeah i don't know
1: yeah i mean i guess it's just all the parts that they are speaking they get graded to them um... There's probably a whole like rubric, and we just—they don't put that in the movie for some reason.
0: I know. I don't understand why they don't put grading rubrics in every movie that comes out. If that's what we need, if the creators have twitters, I'm going to tweet them and ask them for the rubric. That's—I think that's totally acceptable to do. And they do have twitters because they're—they're they're on the twitters hype in Bill and Ted Three. Perfect. So they're out there, man. when they write me back, I will let you know. Sweet. We need answers. So as, as they're getting ready to, to, to pack up, the lights go out and spotlights start going around. And then you hear a voiceover goes, hello, San Dimas. And uh, then uh, I think Billy the Kid comes out first, yep. right? Billy the Kid comes out and says, how's it going? I'm Billy the Kid. And he pulls a gun and shoots it again because he didn't learn from them
1: all. Yep. And he shoots a light out. How right. He... That's just going to shatter broken glass on the crowd. It's mm-hmm. not cool, Billy. And like no one's panicked. This is before <laughs> Columbine, so school shootings aren't a thing yet. Yeah, everybody's cool with it. In fact, they get into it
0: because then he's like introduces Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan, and everybody's super pumped to see him, which is weird because I'm pretty sure Bill and Ted
1: are losers at their school. <laughs> well, actually, they so they were originally the characters were written to be losers, but then when they cast um Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, they were like they're two cool looking to be losers so then they like wrote them slightly cooler so i think huh. that's how this end came out of the thing how they became like popular
0: i guess that's right they've also got a like great just stage presence here because they've got like cool lights going on mm-hmm. and the historical figures are all standing on like tiers and the phone booth is just in the center of the background do you I for think some reason
1: time travel to set this whole thing up i mean they have to have right they had to like get to the
0: school and say okay we need to make a cool stage so when we finish our report we'll come back here and set up a cool stage (laughs) and they opened a door and there was the cool stage
1: and they're like thank god
0: we actually did it and we (laughs) did a real good job like most people put responsibilities onto their future selves where they're like listen i'm gonna have a cookie tonight and then tomorrow i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna get on that treadmill and then they never do it but bill and ted man when they make a commitment when their present selves asks for a commitment of their future selves, their future selves, they get the job done.
1: Yeah. But when their future self tells them to do something, they don't do it. Yeah.
0: He forgot to wind his watch. Yeah.
1: For shame. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So then they get their presentation and they just go through all the historical people doing their own spiel. I don't know if you have anything specific you want to say about them.
0: Well, this is where the Oedipal Complex mm-hmm. joke comes in that we talked about earlier.
1: Um, they talk about how Joan of Arc is going to institute a aerobics program <laughs> when she gets back to, to France. And, uh, of course, Abraham Lincoln starts out with his speech saying, four score, and he pulls out a watch, looks at it, and he goes, Seven minutes ago... He's yeah, this is wrong, though, because this is four score and seven minutes ago. Our
0: friends Bill and Ted brought us blah, 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 blah. But that's not true. They've been in San Dimas for way longer than
1: 47 minutes. I don't know. They just you know, they had to actually I have this written down. So everyone when everyone gets arrested, they have 45 minutes until their thing goes on. So you are right. They have been there longer than 45 minutes. They've been there at least an hour. Abe Lincoln's falsifying the facts just for a punchline. Honest Abe? More like fake news Abe. <laughs>
0: um, there's a great uh, uh, Ozzy Osbourne reference uh, where they're talking about Socrates. It's really hard for me to say Socrates. I really want to say Socrates. <laughs> um, but they talk about how he's been accused of corruption of the young, just like Ozzy Osbourne. Let's see. Napoleon is explaining his plans for
1: building a water slide. <laughs> Ted goes, I don't think it's going to work. And he gets pissed. and like just starts <laughs> slapping all the like pieces off the table. <laughs> um, um, I think Abe Lincoln's is? was the last because he ends it with uh, be excellent to each other and party on. Dudes. Yeah.
0: What is it? He hands it with a uh, philosophy. Is that what he says? A philosophy that was true in my time as it is today.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: be excellent to each other.
1: And party on, dudes. (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much the end of their presentation. Um, I think Beethoven probably, like, plays some music.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't remember Beethoven's. Mm. Or Genghis Khan's.
1: Uh, Genghis Khan has some kind of weapon. I don't know what you call it. It's, like, got blades on both ends, and he's, like, swinging it around. Dyspawn's lightsaber? Yes. (laughs) He has a lightsaber. (laughs) And... (laughs) He's just swinging it around and no one's like, where'd you get that lightsaber from, Genghis Khan? Or where'd you come from, Genghis Khan? And...
0: Well, they couldn't have asked him. He doesn't speak English. He wouldn't understand.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they passed. They, they, they passed their class. They get an A+. Cuts, cuts to Bill and Ted in their garage, rocking out again. Sounding awful. Sounding so awful. And they, they decide that, you know, they've done so many great things and nothing's different. So it might be time to finally get Eddie Van Halen.
1: or to to learn learn how how to to play play. (laughs) yeah so then rufus shows up and he's got the princesses with him, and he rescued them right before they were supposed to get married Mm -hmm. they still don't have names yeah i i feel like they i feel like they got names somewhere but i don't have it in my notes they have to be on this like pretty significant in the second one because you find out that they're members of the band. Something weird just happened in the background. I think it was just my cats running through a tunnel. That was probably it. <sighs> it sounded terrifying. Or part of
0: your house collapsed. One of the two. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> and then so Rufus, yeah, he brings the bays back and then he asks for a favor, which is he asks him to sign uh, a Wild Stallions album. And that this is where he finally tells them that that Wild Stallions music has like totally changed the world and that they're, like, the best band ever, and... Yeah,
1: like, more than that, like, they're the foundation of their society, they ended war, poverty, they aligned the planets in a way that allowed them to communicate with, like... All the aliens <laughs> <laughs> and dogs, and I didn't <laughs> all hear kinds that. of life <laughs> form,
0: yeah, life form, including extraterrestrial life and common household pets. <laughs> and then,
1: uh, he has the girls sign it as well. And he goes, After all, they are in the band, it's really weird. Like, can you imagine having kids and then being like a huge fan of some something that was 600 years ago, like some music? I mean, there's people who are like huge fans of Beethoven, right?
0: Yeah, you've seen Star Trek, like. People only listen to classical music that's <laughs> four hundred years old because they're all smart. <laughs> I know smart people only listen to classical music. Yeah. If you listen to anything except for classical music, you're a big dumb dummy head. <laughs>
1: um, so then Rufus gives them some new instruments, and they got these cool guitars that don't have heads, and they still don't have know them, how to play. How do you tune those? Do you think? Do you tune them at the bottom? Uh, I think it's it could be um, on the back of the neck. No, that will probably be in the way. Um, yeah, it's yeah. probably back on like the body of the guitar. Huh. Oh, yeah. I've seen those before, but I've never played one. They seem uncomfortable. And they look small because they're missing the heads. Yeah. Like they don't
0: actually look like very cool guitars to me.
1: Yeah, they don't look cool, but they do look oddly futuristic. This is true. That's why they got them. They're future guitars. They're no bass guitar self-tying shoes but they got headless guitars anyway so rufus is like would it be okay if i jammed with you guys and then rufus just like goes to town on the guitar and he's so much better than they are <laughs> he does like an incredible solo yeah he probably like inspired them to actually learn yeah and then they
0: start jamming with him uh bill and ted on the guitars and the princesses. On the
1: drums and keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I know one of the princesses like, looks at the sticks and she just looks like, what are these? <laughs> and it's awful. And then it has this great
0: line to end it, which is uh, George Carlin looks at the camera and goes, they do get better.
1: <laughs> You've seen the sequel, right? Oh my gosh, yes. All right. Where do the princesses live? Um, Well. Do they just own them now? I don't
0: want to tell you because I want you to guess what the sequel is first. Okay. And then I'll tell you. Where the princesses live. Because I can answer that question. But first, I want to hear what you think the sequel to this movie is. Uh,
1: I really have no clue. I know it's the bogus journey. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, bad things happen since it's bogus. But um, I assume they're still bad at music. Am I right so far? Uh, Yes, they are still bad at music. I don't think they would time travel and collect people again. So I'm going to guess that Rufus comes back and he's like, okay, guys, you need to, like, learn these different things so that you can be the people you are in the future. So then they go back in time and maybe like talk to other musicians or something, and then shenanigans happen. I don't know. Or do they go to the future? No, no. I'm gonna just stick with the first one.
0: All right. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what happens. I will tell you the princesses have their own place, but uh, are are dating Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. But they they have they have their own place they live. Um, I don't know. I don't think the movie really explains how they have their own place, but well, they do. They probably got jobs. Yeah. They're princesses. They're
1: probably qualified with their prior work experience. Yeah. Maybe they put some money in a checking account, like back in the middle of the <laughs> ages, and they're just <laughs> living on the interest. Yeah. <laughs> you know those middle-aged banks yeah yeah i don't i don't want to tell you too much about
0: about the next one because uh i know you're gonna ask me later five movies <laughs> that you th- that
1: i think you should watch and this is gonna be one of them Ooh. so uh do you want to talk about the third what you want to see from the third one first or do you want to give me five movies that you would recommend
0: oh, let's see um so for a third one um i i've i've long had thoughts about about bill and ted three um Because it's been rumored forever that there's going to be another one. Um, And and I've liked the idea of basically um, Bill and Ted being disappointed because, like, I want them to be living in our timeline, basically, and not the diversion timeline where uh, Wild Stallions is the greatest band in the world. And I want them to be disappointed with, like, how... Like, it's been, you know, 20 years. Why aren't we the most popular band in the world? Why is, like... Justin Bieber, the most successful music <laughs> artist there is right now. Um, and, and I don't know what that movie would look like, because I don't want them to just go around, like, beating up pop stars. Uh, I do. It, it, <laughs> like that scene in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they have to go around and beat up all the internet commentators. Mm-hmm. That, that, it's kind of like, that's kind of almost what I want it to be. is like, I want them to, and, and the way I look at it is that I, I think of it as being Divergent Timelines, that, like, there's something that happened, like, Maybe a Kurt Cobain, uh, Kurt Cobain's death caused a divergent timeline where suddenly, <laughs> like, grunge died and, like, uh, you know, pop music changed and and it went from, uh, you know, Kurt Cobain and and Pearl Jam to uh, like Blink One Eighty Two and and uh, and uh, oh man, that one band that has a music video where they're playing at the pool, Sum Forty One, uh, and and bands like that where it's like this isn't quite rock and roll anymore. There, mm-hmm. Something changed. And so that that's the version that I kind of thought it was that they have to go back and figure out like what change that caused rock and roll to go pop. And, and that's like where the timeline diverged. Hmm. Um, but I've since been corrupted because it's on no cat, right? That they go into their idea for Bill and Ted two, which is a crossover or Bill and Ted three would also be Wayne's world three. <laughs> and like, it's about Wayne and Garth putting together a music festival headlined by Wild Stallions. That's funny. That's, I haven't heard that. but I think, I'm pretty sure it was on NoCat that they talked about that. It so might have been on some other show.
1: You wouldn't know this because I haven't released it yet, but you know what the previous episode is? Is it Wayne's World? It's Wayne's World. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's such a good back-to-back. Yeah, that just worked out.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Well, that was one of the ones I was thinking of. I, I didn't make a, a list of movies um that i was going to recommend to you but wayne's world is one of the things that i was thinking of so i'm glad that that's getting covered
1: um so one thing i was thinking for the third movie in the series would be what if they're just like you know like most great artists like they their works didn't get popular until after they died what if that's their thing like they became you know like this utopian society they created based on their ideas 50 years before rufus's going back in time to them okay so they're just like feeling like disappointments when they're exactly what they're supposed to be that that could kind of combine with mine where like they're
0: like something's clearly gone wrong and then it turns out that no man that's
1: that's how it's supposed to go yep i kind of like that idea do you think they'll still be dressing exactly like they do now uh no because
0: they wear different costumes in the second one oh. uh still stylistically appropriate like you don't see it and go man they completely changed their wardrobe but <laughs> you know it's it looks like what they're wearing in this movie is what they were on Monday and what they're wearing in the next movie is what they were on Tuesday. I was just thinking
1: like, I wonder if they will be like stuck in the eighties. Um,
0: probably I, I would guess in some fashion. Yeah. They'll, they'll still, they'll still be wearing the weird colors and stuff, man. But Alex Winter's better not be
1: wearing a belly shirt in, in, <laughs> in Three. He is too old to rock a belly <laughs> I, shirt. These I days. want him to wear a belly shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keanu looks pretty much the same ish.
0: Yeah. He's still looking. Alex good.
1: winter looks significantly different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's gotten a little bit older. <laughs> I'm excited about it though. I, th- I think I'm I'm excited for Bill and Ted three. And, and I'm excited for it because spoilers on what I think of the second movie. I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is one of the few successful comedy sequels. Like most of the time, you can't really make a sequel to a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey pulls it off. So that makes me hopeful that that a third will be able to pull it off as well.
1: Yeah. Comedy sequels they have a tendency to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. And it just doesn't work a second at time.
0: Yeah, very true. Yeah. Like, I mean, Deadpool 2, I, even that, like, I like Deadpool 2, but it's frequently was like, it just kind of feels like Deadpool 1.
1: Um, I don't know. I think I like Deadpool 2 better than Deadpool really. 1. I don't know. I'm not crazy about Deadpool, though. They're fun. I, I, I've seen each of those movies once,
0: and yeah, I'm perfectly too. happy with that. Like, definitely don't ever need to see them again. Like they were they were good one time movies.
1: Yeah, I think the whole X Force part was the funniest part of Deadpool too. <laughs> just X Force
0: getting dispatched
1: immediately. And yeah. I love how they had Brad Pitt as the invisible guy. Yep. For for <laughs> what, three frames or something? Yeah. That's just bonkers, but it's so good. But anyways, I know you gotta get out of here, so I guess let's get those five suggestions out of you. I think we'll be done. Is there anything else yeah. There? Yeah. Um, we don't. You don't do like a ranking for your movies or anything, right? Nope. Okay. Uh, although I'm thinking, maybe every ten movies, I'll like do something.
0: Like, okay. Like my favorite it's out of those. It's not a bad idea.
1: And spoilers um, right now. It's probably the Yellow Submarine. <laughs>
0: that movie's weird. That was so that good. That episode was so good. You,
1: you did a really good
0: job with that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Let's see. So Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey definitely has to be on there. Um, Have you seen The Big Lebowski?
1: Uh, Sort of. So I saw it, but I saw it when I was like 18. And I saw it with my neighbors who were like 22, 23 and would buy us alcohol. And it was like his favorite movie. So he insisted that we drink white Russians while watching it. Yeah. So I don't remember most of it. So I would still say I haven't seen it because <laughs> I got so drunk that I don't remember any of it.
0: <laughs> I, I've tried to do that challenge once. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I made it about 45 minutes into the movie and <laughs> was like, Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Uh, Well, I think Big Lebowski would be on there then. Um, And and it looks like it might have a sequel coming too. Yeah, there's like some kind of Super Bowl trailer. Yeah, Jeff Bridges posted a thing that has him in the Big Lebowski costume with February 3rd, 2019. And that's like all the little teaser was. So yeah, it looks like there's something coming on that. Have you seen Emperor's New Groove? Yep. I love that movie. Okay. Um, Fifth Element. No, I haven't.
1: Definitely put Fifth Element on the list. That's a bonkers action sci-fi comedy. I've seen that movie on TV so many times and I've never watched it. It's, it's very good.
0: Um, Hook? Nope. Put it on the list. How many is that? Is that four? I think that's four, yeah. Um, to go along with Bill and & Ted and Wayne's World, how about Empire Records?
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: Excellent. Put it on the list.
1: Most excellent.
0: So what did I give you here? I gave you Empire Records, Hook... Uh, The Big Lebowski, Fifth Element, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's a good list of movies. Good job, <laughs> me. High five.
1: It's a pretty wide variety, too. Yeah, not or too maybe bad. the Fifth not Element just kind of sticks out.
0: Yeah, more than the others. Well, B- Big Lebowski is a very different kind of movie, too. Yeah, they're all they're all kind of funny though. They they're, they're all like half comedies because I think I think the era of movies that you missed out on was the era of everything's kind of funny. Uh, like yeah. all the movies I like from that time period are all kind of funny.
1: Yeah. They don't take themselves too serious. They're also, it's the era
0: of really slow fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't discovered quick cut technology yet.
1: Yeah. And for some reason, opening credits on movies from this era are so long like this. One. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bill and Ted has a really long opening credits, which the only thing I forgive it for is that I love the song that's playing over the opening credits.
1: Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention I did not recognize like any of the music in this movie. I was curious yeah. if you were familiar with it other than having seen it a billion times.
0: Only from this movie. Um, I, I had the soundtrack for both Bill and Ted's excellent Adventure and bogus journey when I was a kid. Um, and so I know these songs really well, but I don't think I've ever heard any of them in any context except for watching this movie, Weird. Uh, which doesn't make me like them any less. Like I, I think it's a great soundtrack, but it's a great soundtrack full of songs I've never heard, but it's, it's all music that fits the tone so well. And even like that opening song is like an appropriate, like kind of rock and rock and roll type song, but it's also a little like spacey and weird. So mm-hmm. it
1: works for the future music, which I, I think is cool. I think it's weird that they mention Van Halen, um, Iron mm-hmm. Maiden, Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne, and you don't hear any of their music.
0: <laughs> My guess is that it's because, low budget. Uh, yeah, I think it's low budget, but Bill and Ted's bogus journey has a more recognizable soundtrack. Um, it's still mostly songs that I know from the movie, but it's bands that I recognize from other places. Mm -hmm. Um, so bogus journey has, um, kiss on it. Um, it's got, uh, I think faith no more, um, poison. Like it's got some bands that, that are known. Yeah. Um, here's the track list. Uh, Winger, Kiss, uh, Stevie Vi, Faith No More, Megadeth, Primus. Um, so it's it's actually got some people that you would know.
1: Whereas the first one, I don't think I even know the bands that are on the soundtrack, <laughs> let alone the specific songs. I looked at the tracks and I recognized one band name and I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't like a band I'm super familiar with. It was just one I sort of know.
0: Yeah, I just looked at the soundtrack again. I don't. So this is from Excellent Adventure. Extreme, Vital Signs, Glenn Burtnick, Tora Tora, Shark Island. Big Pig, Bricklin, and Robbie Rob and Power Tool. I don't know any of those bands. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I like it. I like the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, it's cool. All right, so I think we're done. Uh, so for the sign-off, you want to say, do you want to do the Be Excellent? Well, you want to do your plugs? Sorry. Oh, plugs. yeah, I can do plugs. I was literally, I'm, you can't see
0: me, but I'm sitting here in in Be Excellent to Each Other pose with one hand on my chest and the other hand out to the side. Uh, <laughs> I was ready. Uh, yeah, so uh, like we said earlier, uh, I, I host other podcasts uh, on the Probably Work, or We Can Make This Work Probably Network. I've got Troidal Power Presents, the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power you can just search
1: the Power Playthroughs
0: podcast and you'll find it.
1: Yeah, you can also look in the show notes and you'll find it, because it's it's a mouthful.
0: Uh, it's an audio-only Let's Play, where I play video games and record myself while I'm playing them. Um, and then I'm contributing to your day, week, month, year reviews over on uh, the network, uh, which is where we're reviewing games after playing them for a day, week, month, and year, uh, which has been really fun so far. I'm enjoying doing that show. And... Uh, Me and my friend MC host the best animated shows ever so far, which is a cartoon review show. Do I do other podcasts? I think that's it. Um, You have that one D&D one that... Oh, Dungeons and Dick Jokes? Yeah. Is that still up? Yeah. I don't... I I forgot to check. I don't think Dungeons and Dick Jokes is still able to be found, but (sighs) TMTMTM on that name, because someday I'm going to do something with the name Dungeons and Dick Jokes. Um, and I stream on Twitch, so if you go on, if you if you like watching video game streams, search me there as Trottle Power. Um, and I have a blog at TrottlePower.com, and I sometimes post goofy pictures on Instagram. And I'm just just search Trottle Power wherever you are, and you'll find something that I'm doing <laughs> probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you follow probably work on Instagram, you can see a nice picture of Troy. Every Friday on Friendly Friday, where he's just like waving or, you know, pointing or something. Think guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Too Young for This Hit, where the, it's the number two and the number four, cause character limits. And you can send me an email confusingly at Too Young for This Hit with the words and not the numbers <laughs> <laughs> everything's in the show notes. Cause it's confusing, but uh, most importantly, make sure you follow probably work on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, that's where you can follow all of my shows and Troy shows and our other friend shows and good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most it's a excellent. good place. Yeah. Most excellent. Most audacious. <laughs> most
0: non non heinous <laughs> all right wait no non heinous not non non heinous double negatives yeah they use non heinous at some point
1: maybe that's in bogus journey i know they say heinous but i didn't hear them say non heinous I, I think maybe it is that they say this is most non non heinous which is <laughs> dumb but <laughs> it's dumb but excellent <laughs> so do you want to try to say this at the same time no i think we do it like they did in the future okay. uh So you say one, I say the other? Heck yeah, man. All right. You can lead us off then. All right. Is there any build-up, to it? You you just got to say, you could say like listeners. Here, I'll I'll do the first part. You do the party on, dude. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. So if you go down to the show notes, I have an Amazon affiliates link down there. And if you click on it, It shows you what movie we're watching next episode. And also, if you happen to buy anything through that link, I get like a small percentage of it for some reason. It's stupid, but yeah. Yay for weird ways to monetize things. Thanks, Amazon. Yeah, thank you, Amazon. I also hate you, but (laughs) pay your employees more. Give them benefits. Jeff Bezos, you have too much money. You have so much money. Pay your employees yes. more and then also send money to the Dr. Hooch podcast. They've been asking and you've been ignoring them. <laughs> Shout out to the Dr. Hooch podcast. I've never heard that podcast, but I'll put a link to it in the description. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, tweet at Jeff Bezos and tell him to – I don't – just give somebody money. Like he's got too much money. We'll see you with all that money? We'll get off over of a podium. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So. Tweet
0: at him. No, you know mm-hmm. what? You need to tweet at Jeff Bezos. You need to say, hey, Jeff Bezos, listen, I understand you've got a lot of money and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. So let me give you some advice. Just be excellent to each
1: other. <laughs> and party on, dude.
0: Hey, we did it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we we I found, found our it. way there. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: In a totally not awkward fashion. Yep.
1: this has been a presentation of the we can make this work probably network
0: follow us on twitter at probably work for more of our questionable content also we have a website called probablywork.com.
1: i know you're skeptical but this man troy he's gonna help you out he's like he's legit